This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Tom Bernard Show with co host Catherine Brandt and Kurt Brown. <laughs> JB. Brandon Simon. Andy Brandt Bernard. Cassie Schrader. We'll be right back. Kick things off hour two, Tom Bernard Show. Doug Sprinthal, Walzer Automotive Group, Walzer.com. Tell us about this warranty for life thing. I, you, know, you know, you understand a lot more about this than I do. Well, of course. I know you're not an automotive mechanic. So let me tell you a cool story. This just happened a couple of days ago. I got an email. Somebody emailed me at Doug at Walzer.com and he goes, Hey, I bought a 2005, and I think it was a Honda Accord. Back in 2014, having some problems with the engine, uh, do I have any coverage? So I called the Honda store. We looked it up, and sure enough, the card qualified for a lifetime powertrain warranty. So it had to be under 60,000 miles at the time of purchase, a uh, non-highline vehicle. And they covered the engine repair. Think about what that means. That's a 13-year-old car, and the guy got his engine replaced. It doesn't cover every single thing on the car, but all the, it's like major medical coverage. So the engine goes bad, transmission, four-wheel drive system. You're covered as long as you own the car, as long as you maintain it to factory standards. It's pretty cool. It actually is really cool. Well, I mean, it's a lot cooler than you or me. Well, it is really cool, though. Yeah, I mean, 15-year-old car. And that's why I buy all my cars, and my family buys all their cars from Walzer Automotive Group, Walzer.com, because of warranty for life. And you like working with me, too, right, Tommy? Tommy? Tom? I, I don't think he's there. <laughs> That's really nice. Very professionally <laughs> delivered from Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. Ooh, little Led Zeppelin. <laughs> Now we're talking. <laughs> you know, I was thinking to myself, God, I, I wonder why Kurt didn't come in and do the morning show. And then I looked, both 8 o'clock shows are sold out. Big shot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here, though. I'm here. I'm ready to do yeah. it. <laughs> well, I'm glad to hear that. So you've been good? Good. Yeah, you. How you how's, how's everything been here? I think I was on the show maybe five years ago. I can that's find probably out. about right. Yeah. But I remember we had a really good time, and that's why I saw your name. I thought, yeah, oh, man, we could just. And then, uh, uh, I don't know. So you just didn't want to get up that early? I don't blame you. Believe me. I don't even want to get up that early. <laughs> I don't know why we didn't. Morning show, but... Oh, this morning. Oh, I didn't. That wasn't even on my press list. Yeah, I don't know why that it wasn't. wasn't? No. Hmm. No way to go, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> <That's>, uh... <laughs> 
Cheryl's going to blame it on Lewis. <laughs> nah, you'll be fine. Blame it on Lewis. <laughs> yeah, blame on Lewis. <laughs> yeah. Lewis Lee's fault. He was too busy smoking a cigarette out in front of Acme. To, I have too many things to do. Man, you got a bunch of stuff going. So, yeah, it probably has been about five years. Yeah. Uh, seems like it wasn't that long ago, but it probably has been that long ago. But, man, you're, uh, you've been busy. Thanks, man. Yeah, it's been, it's been a lot. It's uh, yeah. got a new show coming out on Showtime on Friday, the 20th, January 20th, called Black Monday. Why does it have to be black? No, I'm just kidding. That's a Sunday. <laughs> Don Cheadle's in it, so it's fine. <laughs> Don Cheadle's in it, so it's fine. Okay, well. well, that's the name. That's well, the name of the no, stock the... market crash in the 80s. It's right. called Black Monday. No, right, we, we right. have a mutual friend who... Every time somebody says something like that, uh-huh. he always says, why does it have to be black? <laughs> yeah, I wonder who that is. <laughs> but in any case, you know, it all works. So, yeah, so you got, you got, a, that, that's, that's coming out Friday, the 20th of January. That's yeah. That'd yeah, be yeah. the 18th. Wonderful. That'd be, oh, so it's on Sunday then. A Sunday? Yeah, okay. it's the 20th. So it's on Sunday. Yeah, it's all about, it's Wait, an 80s, like, period on your career piece. there, Kurt. Yeah, I got <laughs> You know, I'm, I don't know what month that's in, but it's coming out on Showtime. <laughs> or is it BritBox? It might be BritBox. I'm not sure. I like it, though. No, I mean, you you got you had a special last couple of years. Uh, was that about a year ago? Yeah. No, was, about two years ago. Yeah, now. 2016. Yeah, that was on Comedy was Central. 2016. Yeah. Man. Unbelievable. Uh, a lot of TV stuff, a lot of movie stuff. Bob's Burgers, which is just, it seems like it's getting bigger by the day. People were, love that show. I know, and it's it's such a it's a nice show to be a part of because it's so it's like a, just a, a big family, and every, it's so much improv, improvisation. It's really it's just a fun show to. I'm so happy that they let me do it. Well, that's what I want to talk more about that because I did not know there were there was a lot of ad libbing and a lot of yeah, that. Well, that's terrific. So yeah, how free is that? Yeah. You can kind of it's tell when great. they. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And it's like, because Lauren, Lauren Bouchard, who created it, he, you know, he already had that cast in mind when he created it, which was, you know, um, Kristen Shaw and Eugene Merman mm-hmm. and John Roberts. And, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, so he insists that we all record uh, when everyone's there, which yeah. is rare, for, especially for a show mm-hmm. like that when it's going into oh, its like yeah. ninth season. It's usually like <clears throat> one one person calls in and records yep. their part, another person. But he still insists on having an actual right. like cast recording so that people can play with each other, and it's oh, pretty that's fun. Cool. That's really cool. God, I bet you that is fun. I, just, I, I would assume... No, I'm not trying to be negative Nelly here, but it might be kind of difficult if there was somebody in the cast you didn't like and you <laughs> with the whole time. It's like, oh, God, great. No, I, can, I, I mean, suppose that doesn't happen. I can't imagine for a TV show. I've been in that situation where someone doesn't like someone else on a movie, but that's like a limited Ugh. amount of time. A TV show yeah, like that true. that's going for nine years, that's got to be unbearable. <laughs> that's been nine years already? I think so. Yeah, I think it's the ninth season. Oh, my God. Isn't that that's crazy? Amazing. Indeed. Well, it's a hell of a good show. It's very, very funny, so I, I understand why it has been around all that time. Look, I still I still never miss an episode of The Simpsons, so that's been 30 years. And I, I just say, hey, look, if you laugh, you laugh. That's the whole thing. Yeah. And as long, as long as it's not real human beings, then I like to laugh. That's all I have to say. <laughs> I'm having a tough time with, with, with human beings on television making me laugh. Uh, we were just talking about that, as a matter of fact, how difficult it is now to be funny on stage or, you know, whatever. You, you try to be funny as you can, and, but somebody's always offended. And I, I, how are you going to get around that? Can you get around that? I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, you just gotta you gotta do what you think is funny, you know. And I think that that's the just yep. like you can dislike someone. I feel, I've always had the opinion like if I don't, if I find a joke that I think it, like I'm only offended by jokes that suck. <laughs> so if it sure. if it sucks as a joke, sure. I'm like I really, in my mind as a comedian, I just judge the person. But I don't like make a fuss of it. I'm just like, oh, I don't like you. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of how I am, actually. You know, I'm not, not wild about you. I just want you to know that. It's just how it but I, I don't know. It's, I've gotten over that, though. It was, it was much worse when I was in my 20s. It was kind of, I know this is really hard to believe, but I was kind of over the top when I was in my 20s. Hard to believe. Mm-hmm. I but believe I, it. You know. I mean, it's, it's, yes, I'm here. it's odd. We were just discussing before we started about being able to tell 
being in the presence of somebody and being able to tell if you want to if you want to run or stay there and talk to them and how soon you yeah. can tell that and I, with me it's within 10 and 15 minutes i can tell if it's somebody i want to be around or if it's somebody i just want to go i'm out of here yeah and you, you know? feel like you could do that with like a like if you met like like uh like a, a serial killer Dahmer or something. Yeah, like, like Jeffrey Dahmer. You feel like you'd be able to identify. I, 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 I had the feeling that my antenna would go up right away. Mm. Whereas they probably con a lot of people. Yeah. For me, it just like there would be something that would just right away, I would be like, okay, time to go. <laughs> I'm out. Do you think that Jeffrey Dahmer ever could see it coming? That he was beaten to death with a plunger by a guy named Christex Scarver. <laughs> That's a tough call right there, man. I mean, Christ beats you to death with a toilet plunger. It's not nice. There's no way to die. It's no a dignity it's a, in that death. It's an imaginative way to die. Yeah, You'd have yeah. to have a good imagination to predict that. And I love the fact the guy changed his name to Christ so he could kill people. <laughs> okay. I know that. That's awesome. All right. Yeah, well, yeah, absolutely. His, his real name was, I know his last, his real last name was Scarver. Yeah. And he kept that, but I can't remember what his real first name was. Keith Scarver, something like that, but he, Christ X. So it wasn't this Christ, it was the X, too. Yeah, Christ X, Scarver. So it all works out in the end. Uh, Kurt, <laughs> you I got to tell you, honest to God. I was Kevin say. Meany, I, I, I miss Kevin Meany a lot. I, I really liked him a lot. And he was in studio at KQRS when it was revealed that uh, that Jeffrey Dahmer had killed all those people and the body parts were all over the place <laughs> and they found the head in the refrigerator and everything. And Kevin Meany's looking at me because I'm reading the story, right? And Meany's just looking at me like, what? Is this a real story? And I, he's not saying anything, though. And he, at the end of it, I said, what, Kevin, what do you think? And he goes... How'd you like to be the landlord or like the building superintendent? You open the door. All this carpet's got to go. I suppose it does. Yes, all this carpet's got to go. It's the one thing, I think. <laughs> Honest to God. So how do you, you know, being, doing because you do a lot of television, how, how many movies have you been in now? Uh, I've been in, I guess, three, th- only three so far. I get the new one coming out in uh, in June with Charlize Theron and Seth Rogen. Uh, right now it's called Flarsky, but I think that name might change. Hmm. Uh, but it's a rom-com, and uh, I wrote on it as well. And then just oh, the you did? Bit, yeah. Uh, I didn't write the movie, but I, I was the on-set writer for it, so I just wrote a bunch of jokes mm-hmm. for everybody. Awesome. Yeah. Well, which is writing the movie. That is absolutely is writing yeah. the movie. Um, Judd Apatow is he an interesting guy to work work for and with? Yeah, you know, Judd is. Uh, it's interesting because I've I've uh, I've primarily worked with people who, you know, like Seth. It you know came up with Judd, and so they right, operate right. very similarly in the fact that there's always on set writers. And so you're always trying to punch up a scene, which is for a movie, not something that uh, typically happens. Like Judd's one of the guys who like kind of like that was his signature thing, always having people there to just like just throw more and more and more in there. And then in the edit, just figure out what is the absolute funniest thing, which is then when you test the movie, you can see if that didn't get a big enough laugh, you, you have five other options to like pop in for that joke. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, and so it's a it's a fun it's 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 a weird job because a lot you know a shoot day is long. It's like mm-hmm. thirteen, sixteen hours, and you're maybe in demand for an hour and a half mm-hmm. of that time, yeah, yeah. and the rest of the time yeah. you have to sit there essentially bored, but then just like waiting at any moment you would have to like just come up with five alts really fast. Oh, sure. So it is a it's a strangely uh, stressful job, but it's a lot of fun when you can when you get something that works. I was on a, in a movie work. once, and they we were there for twelve hours, and I wound up babysitting basically because it was a kids movie, <laughs> and they had was that I, jingle all the way. No, it was it was it was Mighty Ducks Two. Mighty Ducks oh, Two. Nice. Oh, Mighty Ducks Two. Okay. It was yeah, Mighty okay. Ducks Two, right. and so. Bring the kids up on the ice. All right, get them off the ice. Mm-hmm. And then we would go into a locker room and just sit there. 
and I had to stay with the kids because if they called us, called us, they called us all back up Mm -hmm. to the ice, and it's like, so they basically used me and another guy for babysitting that day. (laughs) That's rough. No, not a bad thing. They have like really strict parameters for like child actors. Though it's like they only work for like two hours at a time or something. Well, the way they got the way they got around because my uh, stepson was a body double and uh, extra as on team Trinidad. They paid them double time and a half. Nice. And that's how they get around it. Right. Where he made like 300 and something dollars that day, I made 88. (laughs) Oh, well. Well, yeah, it's all value. (laughs) That's That's true. true. (laughs) That's true. Could you stunt double any of the kids, JB? No. Sorry, Tom. (laughs) (laughs) No, they wanted me to be the head coach of Team Trinidad because I was darker than the other guy. Yeah. Oh. But no, I could, that's hard to believe. <laughs> but I couldn't pull off a like Trinidadian accent, so oh sure, so because it was a speaking part, I, and I couldn't pull it off. Kurt, I usually make an announcement right here, going that voice was a black man. We're very diverse on this show. <laughs> <laughs> I just throw it out there just to make sure everybody knows that how cool we are. And, you know, that's what that's. <laughs> yeah, the whole time you were talking about, that, I was thinking about Undeclared, which is where all of those people came yes. from. Exactly. Judd Apatow and, and Seth Rogen and Charlie Hunnam was in it, and all these wonderful people were in it. Who put that show together? Man, that was genius. Yeah, I, do, I think, I, I don't know who put it together. I'm assuming Judd did, but I was talking with, I remember talking yeah. with Seth about, like, that was his, like, first, like, big, like, he was he was on set writing for that as well as acting. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, that was kind of, like, his start. And then I think it was shortly after that that they did 40-Year-Old Virgin. And, oh, okay. And then I think, I remember Seth was the onset writer for that, and then he had, like, a very tiny part, and then he just kind of just kept, like, pitching other stuff and other stuff mm-hmm. and other stuff, and then eventually, like, rewrote the movie so that he had <laughs> a larger part in it, which is the way you got to well, do it. Yeah. That is the way you got to do it. It's got to yeah. take care of it, no doubt of it. But so it, it's great. I mean, for them for them to be around you and you to be around them that's a that's got to be a terrific feeling i would think just being around people who are kind of not necessarily like-minded but understand exactly what you're doing and and you the same with them yeah it's got to be what a great working situation no it was really cool and um and seth was he just really impressed me he's uh he's just he's like very down to earth and then when he acts every he alts all the time another joke and it's always the best joke mm-hmm. i've ever heard <laughs> uh it's really you're just like oh this guy deserves it this mm-hmm. guy deserves all of his success sure. he's a super nice guy and incredibly talented nice no you got to tell him though that that if he doesn't stop doing that one laugh i'm gonna bring christ x's <laughs> that uh, that laugh and i know he does it on purpose but it's the most annoying laugh in the history of laughs <laughs> it is honestly how he laughs off off screen oh god is that annoying is it really yep it is totally real. <laughs> God, I gave him credit for all this brilliance, and actually, it's just a natural thing. So that's unfortunate. But I do, you know. I, yes, sir. You keep bringing up Christ Scarver and and the uh, plunger. Do you remember where mm-hmm. that plunger ended? I do. Yes. You okay. want to tell the people? Yeah, it ended up in um, uh, what's his name's rear end. That's how they found it. Yeah, Jeffrey Dahmer. They found the plunger up uh, up the chute. That's exactly right. A little uncomfortable, he said. Yeah, it's a little tight. Uh, those were his last year uh, words, I think. I think that's true. Andy, we have break time here? Uh, yes, right now. I thought I thought that's true. We'll be right back. Kurt Brownholler, ladies and gentlemen, tonight, tomorrow night at Acme. As a matter of fact, great having you in studio. We'll be right back, Tom Bernard Show. A program that benefits the homeowner and not the realtor? Do you want a guaranteed offer on your home? Hey, it's Tom with my realtor, Chris Lindahl, who has some exciting news to share. Hey, Tom, we are super excited to announce our guaranteed offer program. Here's how it works. If you qualify, we will guarantee you an offer on your house within 48 hours, which means you could be closing in three weeks. No staging, no cleaning, no decluttering, and of course, no open houses. This is your hassle-free way to sell your home. If you qualify for the program, you will get a competitive offer in 48 hours, period. Sounds like a stress-free way to sell your home. 
It is, Tom. Some homeowners want the convenience to be able to sell their home quickly without going through the stress of showings, open houses, and so many more headaches, especially if they found their dream home and need to sell fast. You do need to qualify for this program, but that's quick and convenient as well. To see if you qualify for the guaranteed offer program from Chris Lindahl Real Estate, go to chrislindahl.com right now or call 763-401-SOLD. Once again, that's chrislindahl.com, Chris with a K. If you're tired of feeling frustrated because your clothes don't fit like they used to, then Nutramost is for you. Thanks to the Sheehy brothers and staff at Nutramost in Plymouth, I am down 92.5 pounds. The Nutramost program is amazing. I lost over 40 pounds during each of my first two 40-day rounds. You can have great success just like me because Nutramost is customized for each individual person, and the staff at Nutramost will be there for you every step of the way. Start your weight loss journey today and let Nutramost help change your life. Give yourself this wonderful gift or give this program as a present. Nutramost guarantees that you lose 20 pounds or more. Nutramost helped me change my life and they can help you too. Call 763-333-7337. That's 763-333-7337. Thanks for bringing us back yeah. to that. Oh, <laughs> it's time now for uh, segment two with someone uh, drinking uh, spit. They didn't hear that on the air, so we uh, might have to oh, explain. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we uh, we were talking. What I had a question for Kurt, which was, does Seth Rogen chew? I mean, not Rogen, Seth. Um, yeah, Rogen. Rogen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Does, tobacco. Rogen. Yeah. 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 Does he Rogen, chew? Yeah. And the answer is no. Oh. No, <laughs> because uh, it looks like he's got a dip in all the time. To me, to, you know, somebody who's, you're saying. who's around people who chew and dip constantly, it looks like he has one in all the time. <laughs> and then it quickly went to a guy who, you <laughs> yeah, know, to who my, drinks my ex, the spit. My ex of roommate, we would be playing cards and drinking, <laughs> and by the end of the night, he would say, "Throw ten bucks in." And watch me do this, and and I would ah! leave. I would leave the room. I wouldn't oh, pay. I would yeah, just leave. But they, yes. <laughs> so that can't be good for you. That cannot no. be good for you. No, I, I don't, wouldn't think anyway. I don't think he does it anymore. But back then he would do it, and it was like, dude, what's wrong with you? Yeah. Thank you. It would be a huge surprise when he has stomach cancer. <laughs> <laughs> or not. Huge surprise. <laughs> or not. Kurt, do you, uh, no, being around the business, doing movies, doing TV shows, all the rest of it, uh, I just was talking a couple of days ago on the KQ Morning Show about the fact that that I, what used to be broadcast television is having a real hard time right now. I think there's a new sitcom based on the Goldbergs, uh, Brian Callen's in it. Mm-hmm. It's called School, Schooled or something. Yeah, yeah. Schooled. schooled. Yeah. It is schooled. Yeah. yeah, I do want to watch that. It, uh, I haven't seen the first episode yet, but I do want to watch it. It was on. It's on Tuesday nights or Wednesday nights. One of them. I think yeah. it's Wednesdays because it follows the Goldbergs. Right. Wednesdays. There's only been one. Oh, it does. Okay. There's only been one episode so far. Right. Yeah. So I, I want to catch that this weekend. But is it's got? A, I don't know, man. It's the last I checked, The Simpsons, and I love The Simpsons. You know, everybody involved in it. Just uh, I think it's terrific. It's so good. But so. I looked at the numbers, and I think their their viewership is down to like 1.6 million people an episode or something. And that's good that's for amazing. broadcast, I think, yeah. right now. Yeah, not, yeah. Oh, man, is that unbelievable. Yeah. When you think... When you think that the Beatles appeared on the Ed Sullivan Show and 70 million people watched it, yeah. that now uh, football is still the biggest draw of them all. The NFL football still draws in the mid to high 20 millions of people. Uh, on a good night. Uh, usually it's Sunday Night Football on NBC's the highest rated show of the week. Other than sports and what do they call those talent shows like The Voice yeah. and mm-hmm. the Skirt and the yeah. Pants or whatever. The <laughs> <call it>. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not really it's not really sitcom. Other, Big Bang Theory obviously still does very well. Young Sheldon of course. Yep. Uh, kind of in the in the jet stream there too. But mostly it is it is voice competitions or dance competitions, uh, professional football, the pregame shows. That kind of, pregame shows even beat most yep. of the uh, of the what used to be broadcast television uh, shows. Yeah. It's amazing. And you know why that is? No gambling. 
Oh, yeah. A lot it's, of interesting. Pretty much everybody gambles it's now. The, it's either fantasy football information that got, they're looking for or a tit, tidbit here or there where to place their bet. Which make them, which way will make you place your bet? All right, so we just got to start comedy bidding. Right. That's all we got to do. Comedy. I like that. You think this would be funny? Oh, I bet it won't be. <laughs> 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 be really great. That's I bet it'll be offensive. Right, but that's the reason why, because people are trying to gain an, any, an edge or information mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. that will gain them money. So I, that makes total sense. Now, the, the reason that came up in, in my brain in the first place early in the week, I've been thinking a lot about it. Bird Box, a movie that did not make it in the theaters at all, yeah. it was only in theaters, I think, for one week so far. And it's far surpassed that now. But the first numbers they released, 45 million people have watched that movie. And that was like in the first day, I yeah, think. Like weekend, I think. It yeah. was. I think you're right. It was the first day. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, it, it's so crazy that it's just that that it's like that 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 whatever that Netflix algorithm mm-hmm. is, it completely understands exactly what people want to watch. Because right. I didn't even know it existed yep. Yep. until I heard it was forty five million people watched it. Mm-hmm. You know, and then I was like, all right, I'll watch. And I was like, it's fine. It's a fine movie. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's not okay. It's not that it's okay. great. It's it's okay, but yeah, yeah. it's like. I don't know. It just doesn't make any sense. But it deals with, and I haven't seen it. I've saw the previews, and when I saw the preview, mm-hmm. I thought it was a movie coming to a theater. I didn't know it was going direct to streaming. It did. It did go to the theaters yeah. first, and only yeah. lasted one week because nobody went to see. Oh. It. oh, really? I didn't know that. <laughs> yes, yep. I didn't know that. That's well, so interesting. Then. Nobody went to see. It. Well, the problem we have now, and and I love going to the movie theaters. I Me love too. to sit there with my popcorn and my salt. I love to sit there. People are going to have to shut up when they're in a movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. gotta, get off your phone, shut up, sit down, and watch the movie. Otherwise, you're going to have to go. Well, and that's all there is to it. Agreed. Do you, is somebody going to have to open a movie theater where you have to do the Derek Jeter move? Because before he got married, when a woman came to his house, she had to give up her phone. Sign it. Oh. Yeah, she did. That's exactly right. She had to sign an agreement, too, yeah. from what I understand. She had to give up her phone. And he gave it back to her with a gift basket. Then it's okay. With a gift, uh, with a gift basket. Thank you so heard, much. Thank which you I heard so the much. gift baskets were pretty damn good. I can imagine. But, yeah. yeah. But I mean, he, didn't, right. he didn't want any selfies, and he didn't want people taking pictures of his house, right. and yeah. this, that, and the other. There's a, um, in a Comedy Works <clears> in Denver, it's a comedy club, they every single audience member has to put their phone into this pouch that like uh, disables Good. it, mm-hmm. yeah. and then it gets locked Good. by the club, and then they can't use it while they're inside. And as they leave, they unlock the pouch for you, and you take your phone out. It's yeah. kind of nice. We used that yeah. for Seasons Ari one time. Yeah, it yeah. worked out really well. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you did. Yeah, you have to bring I, it in the club time. with you. Yeah, it's nice. Sorry. Oh, you do. Mm-hmm. No, no, not at all. I want to hear about yeah, it. Yeah, they they so lock it up. Uh, I can't remember the company name of life of me. Uh, but yeah, they lock it up, and then yeah, they have the device outside the club. So if you want to use it, you can walk back out and then unlock it. But you can. It's not like they keep it in a box outside of the club. Yeah, you, you hold have it on, on to the whole it. time, which is kind of nice. Oh. Yeah. Also, oh, they just give you yeah, a little cool. pouch that you put your phone in, and then it's a little magnet. Yeah, lock. It's like a it's Faraday me. cage that yeah. so you can't. Mm. Nothing can come at, in right. or out. Right. It's yeah. Interesting. Well, that's also Kurt to being a big shot. <laughs> <laughs> it's also Faraday for, cage. I heard that. <laughs> <laughs> not only to pro- hey, in order, not only to protect. In order to get the radio with a date. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, go ahead. No, I was going to say that's. A, Smart ideal because not only does it protect the property of the person, but it also protects mm-hmm. the property of the the act. Yeah, yeah. And because yeah. we've all faced this, you go to a baseball game or something, and people pull out their phone or their tablet and they hold it up. Ah, uh, yeah. To film what's going on. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. And they're blocking your view. Oh. Yeah, when people bring out like, I got my ten inch i my iPad that I'm <laughs> right. going to record the game. It's like. Just use your phone. Or just watch the game. Yeah. Or that. Just live. Watch the game. Watch the game might be nice. Yeah, just watch the game and enjoy it. And, and that way you won't get hit with a baseball because you weren't paying attention. Or the bat mm. that goes comes flying in the stands. Because that's... Yeah, well, there you go. That's the problem. Right. 
that's what's happened to some people recently. They've been hit by fall balls and and mm. and bats wow. because <laughs> they weren't paying attention to the game. They were on their cell phone. And you know, that'd be actually a big, that'd be a really good movie. You know, they had uh, a quiet place where you couldn't talk, and then you got Bird Box where you can't see. Just have somebody getting hit by foul balls because they won't get off their damn phone. <laughs> I love that. I'd watch it. I still don't yeah. think they'd stop. They won't stop. I'd watch that, well, too. Well, part of the problem is these teams provide um, Wi-Fi yeah. in the stadium. Well, yeah, they want people, like, streaming the game. game. Not yeah. the game, but, like, they want people on Instagram saying, oh, I'm watching the Twins right now. Yeah, right. And then people Hashtag, are like, oh, the Twins, yeah. huh? Yeah. So, Although, Kurt, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Um, the movie A Quiet Place, did you see it? I did not. My wife refuses said, well, to watch it because she heard that there's a, a woman who gives birth and has to remain completely quiet, and she's like, that's not that's a real correct. movie. I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> she's not wrong. <laughs> that is the thing. There's no Someone, doubt about that. They give birth in A Quiet Place? Yeah, yeah, she has to be quiet. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That movie. That movie. That's yeah. It's a little ridiculous. Well, I mean, even if the woman doesn't stay quiet, How is, what are you going to do? Say, shut up, baby. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't understand you. <laughs> well. <laughs> that was probably um, you at birth. <laughs> it was me at birth. I was like, wow. <laughs> um, well, here, Kurt, here's the, the, the takeaway from A Quiet Place. So you can't talk or these bug people will come and get you and rip you apart. You can't, you can't make any noise at all. You can't talk. Except for you can talk if you're standing next to the waterfall. Because apparently the noise of the waterfall covers up your voice. Okay. Why then wouldn't you build your house right next to the waterfall? <laughs> That's, just live at the waterfall. Yeah. The baby next to the waterfall. Just live right. at the water? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. That's There's, exactly That's it. a really big hole. Damn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is a huge hole, isn't it? That's a very, very big hole, as a matter of fact. I never did understand that. And, of course, with Bird Box, when it starts, you go, oh, she's going to end up in a certain place. I don't want to ruin it for people who haven't seen it. Mm. But you know where she's going to end up. As soon as the movie starts. Yeah. Hell. Because it only makes sense. <laughs> hell, she ends up in hell. That's exactly it. Apparently a lot of people um, online are asking why they didn't live, live by the waterfall. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Oh, that's in a, Quiet Place? Place? I know. Why didn't they? <laughs> I don't well, know. they would have had to build a house, and that's a noisy procedure. Mm. Uh, well, give the put put the kid out there as bait, and then build your house. <laughs> put up a tarp. That's quiet. I was going to say, put up a tent. <laughs> yeah, pretty well, quiet. Yes, put up a tent next to the waterfall. Yeah. Right. Yeah, slowly build the place. Well, they, the bugs have to sleep. Well, the bug people have to sleep, don't they? There was something about their basement that made it quiet, too. Wasn't well, there some right. sort of water yeah. thing in the basement? Or I don't remember all yeah, of yeah. I, I, if you Maybe it's all the plumbing. I would say this, Kurt. If you, didn't, if you didn't care for that much. And like Bird Box, I thought was okay. Uh, Sandra Bullock's a good actor. I liked it. Yes. But I, I don't think you'd like A Quiet Place much at all because it doesn't make any sense <laughs> at all. It's like, why are you moved by the waterfall? <laughs> says, well, that's it. Yeah, no, I felt the same way about Bird Box. As, you know, it was enjoyable. Everybody in it is an excellent actor. Mm-hmm. You know, and they really oh, yeah, packed it. It's like packed with talent. A lot of big names in there. Um, and then it's just fine. But doesn't this show that Hollywood is at least trying something new? Yeah. Yeah, but it's interesting that no. it's very, you know, that the new things that are being tried are primarily horror. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Well, it's because oh, yeah, they, they shied away from it for so long. I mean, also it makes a ton of money with not a lot of money put it into sure it. It sure does, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, that's oh, that's why that it was so big. The slashers, they probably cost like fifty dollars in a six pack of coke to make, <laughs> yeah. and then they were making like fifty million dollars. It's like, yeah, that's a pretty good return on your investment. Yeah, true. I think what that uh, didn't Quiet Place made like a hundred and seventy five million dollars and cost about three dollars to make. Let's see. Oh, wow. Here. It, I mean, the only thing that cost money was a waterfall. <laughs> it cost 18 to 19, and it made 340. Oh, wow. So, oh, yeah. Oh, it made so many. Nice. Wow. Wow. Yep. That's a nice Whoa. chunk of change. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> they translated the movie into sign language. Oh, it's like, sign language? What's the, what's the oh, sign for people not 
trying to make any sound. <laughs> well, there's a deaf girl in it. So. Yeah, it's just someone going the whole time. Yeah, right. And did uh, John Krasinski write it with Emily Blunt? Uh, so, yeah, screenplay, but... no, he directed it. Okay. But it was written by... It? Oh, wait, yeah, he is in the screenplay. That's um, what I thought, yeah. So, yes, but Emily Blunt apparently didn't have anything to do with the okay. production of the movie. Well, she didn't. No. I think she's well, great. She's married she's to amazing. him, right? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, she married? Oh, they're married? Yeah. Really? yeah. I thought they were oh. married. Aren't they married? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't keep up on that kind of thing. Like well, Hollywood Yeah. Yeah, because it lasts three or four seconds. And <laughs> uh-huh. You got to come up with something new. Well, there is that. <laughs> you know, it's, not all the kids get along forever, let's be honest. Well, look at Jeff Bezos right there. You know, he's got uh, Mackenzie. Well, although on uh, the other, just don't send strange women pictures of your penis and then <laughs> your marriage might last longer. Yes, is we that, frown is that upon that in society. Yep. Yeah, so it happened to Bezos? That's really? what uh, Yeah, that's what dad said. It? Where did you uh, uh I don't know where like what to Google. I'll bring up that the story. Andy's a marriage counselor. <laughs> I'll tell you what, that in twenty great. seconds we have to take a break and I'll bring it up during the break so we can open the third third segment of the hour with the story about him sending pictures of his penis to a woman he barely knew. Whoa, boy. And now that woman's with him. Lauren Sanchez is her name, I guess. <laughs> she fell and in love. she loves oh. him because he's not, yes. not because of his money. Because he's photogenic. <laughs> 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 free shipping, uh-huh. that's what it's like. <laughs> 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 I'm a horse. <laughs> I'm attracted to people who look like they have Bell's palsy. We'll be right back, Tom Bernard. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. Oh, I love this song. Me too. I love Bruce. Something is going on with the connection at your house. I think. Um, or is it at our house? Our house. Yeah. Why? Because <laughs> your volume every once in a while it dips, changes. Well, that's great news. He that's says, he fantastic. keeps rolling over his. Uh, Mike Cord with his... That, yes, it's Tom's fault some. Tom's <laughs> fault somehow. Well, I don't know. We're going to figure it out. Rolling well, over your mic cord isn't exactly a somehow. Well, you know, you are an evil white man, so... And that. <laughs> I am indeed. <laughs> which I am I, indeed. Which uh, I've had to defend constantly. <laughs> oh, speaking of evil people... You know people, the next thought. Well, actually, there's a few evil people stories out there. Mm. Uh, yeah. One that I thought we were going to get to earlier was that, uh, you know, the kidnapped Wisconsin girl? Or the yes, the one Jamie who went Claus. missing after her parents were killed. Yeah. Well, apparently yes. they Jamie. found her. They found her. No, they did find. They yeah. found yeah. her yesterday. Yeah. Last night. They found her alive. And they arrested a 21 year old person. Yeah. For the murders yeah. and the kidnapping. Yeah. Did you see his picture? Oh mm-hmm. God. That, 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 That's why we were, <laughs> we're talking, talking about, about. Yeah. If somebody, if he sat next to me, I would have ran away within 30 seconds. Oh. Because I would have looked at him like, dude, you got issues. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? He's a fine-looking lad. He looks just like Pee Wee Herman with glasses. What's wrong with that? Hmm. He does. He looks just like Pee Wee Herman. Uh, yeah, they found uh, Yeah, he apparently murdered both her mother and her father and then uh, kept her hostage for 90 days. Yeah, she was only 65 miles from her 65 hometown. miles from home, yep. It's true. It's absolutely true. So, yeah, that is great news. Days. 65, uh, no, 90, 90 days. days. 90 days, 65 miles. That's crazy. Well, some of us were had the theory that um, she talked him into it. Mm. What? It doesn't look that way. Well, if he's like, you know, brain damaged or something, you know, he could he, he could have learning disabilities. And that... Take a game. Yeah. And that her photos kind of look like that she's kind of evil looking. She, I did mention that. She does look kind of evil. Oh, that one look. Yeah, she... That one where she's kind of looking up, her face is kind of... Yeah. Her face is mm-hmm. kind of aimed toward the ground, but she's looking up at you. It's like, ew. Yeah. You're well, right. it, that one is kind of it's weird. It's happened before where these young girls get uh, in online relationships with older guys. Never a good and, idea. Mm-hmm. And if that was well. the case, because... 
obviously they're going to have to do an investigation to mm-hmm. find out how this guy is connected to her. Because it seems kind of random that a 21-year-old guy would just randomly kidnap a teenage girl. I mean, it happens all the time, though. Does it? I mean... Yeah. I but I mean, does, it, but yeah. in this case, he killed her parents and then took her. Yeah, yeah so it almost kind of seems yeah. like there's it, something going on. And it on happened very yeah. fast. Yeah. yeah, it's like all of a sudden, you know, one one day, it just... It was almost like they knew exactly what to do or, you know, it was pre-planned. Yeah, well, they'll you know, have we to won't investigate know for it, what, I yeah. guess. It's true. By the way, uh, you know when someone's powerful... No. When there was a story about them on Newser this morning that's now wiped from the site. <laughs> the oh. Jeff Bezos uh, dick pic. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's not on their site anymore. No uh, way. It's not. Uh, well, it's that like, could mean it's fake. What happened to that? Uh, it's not fake, no. He he admitted he did it, as a matter of fact. Mm. He, he thought it was a joke or something. I don't know. But So hilarious, yeah, darling. He was married to Mackenzie, who, again, still holds the record for the longest neck of any living human. <laughs> And then uh, she got a long neck, man. Have you seen it? I mean, she's, right she's an attractive woman. I don't know who you're talking for... about, so. That's Jeff Bezos' wife. Well, I don't even know who he is. Soon to be the richest woman in the world. What? Amazon. Here, yeah. I'll pull up a picture yes. for you, yep. JB. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it is pretty long. Yeah. Yes. And then the other evil person we're talking about oh, is... Oh, that uh, is a long neck. Yeah, she's got a long neck. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. But apparently R. Kelly's daughter uh, came out and called R. Kelly a monster, so... Wow. Yeah. Oh. His own daughter did, oh, yeah. Doesn't seem like he's a nice it's man. It's true. Um, i got to tell people, this is something I just absolutely love. We were talking in the first hour about uh, how, how white people now, especially politicians, love to bring up the word diversity. It's their favorite word. Oh, diversity. See, I kind of like hang out with people, and I don't really go, well, let's take a poll on how many different kinds of people and how many colors, and I don't, it's who's ever there is there, but uh, Martin Luther King Jr. was my hero as a kid. Ever, ever since he said, he uttered the words, uh, do not judge someone by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I love that. I still love it. And here's an example of that family. First, Al Roker came to Jeremy Capel's defense. He's the guy who said, who accidentally said Martin Luther Coon King Jr. Park. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He said it was an accident, and he misspoke and didn't do it. Well, Al Roker came to his defense. Now the meteorologist who was fired for saying a racial slur on air has another big name standing up for him. Martin Luther King Jr.'s daughter, Bernice King, told TMZ Thursday she doesn't think the former WHEC weatherman who referred to a park in Rochester, New York, as Martin Luther Coon King Jr. Park should have been canned. His own daughter thinks he shouldn't have been canned. We need to get some of these, I don't know, there are some honkies out there that are really annoying. There, That's all I'm saying. Tom, it's, it's beyond annoying. It's, there are some people out there that are flat out scary. Yeah. And they are de- scary. And but... they're destroying people. And it's not only Hollywood or new, you know, uh, Broadway or whatever, TV. Mm-hmm. It's in every walk of life now. Every walk. It is, yeah. I've, it is. Yeah, I've personally true. seen it. It's in every walk of life. Well, just trying to be entertaining now. And I, Kurt, seriously, you guys, I admire the hell out of you. You, too, you know, the men and women who get up on stage and tell jokes, and everybody's sitting there judgmental as hell. <laughs> what do you mean by that? Yeah. It's like, what? I don't know. I, I, that, it's got to be very, very difficult. Very difficult to make people laugh now. You know, I, I I personally haven't found a change. You know, and that's for Good. me. Uh, you know, I don't I don't censor myself, um, and I don't have really anybody ever uh, complaining. It might also be that that's just the natural style of the type of comedy that I think of. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it's just uh, I don't. Uh, it, I've never had a problem with it. You know. As, like Good. I said before, I don't that. get offended by comics only if a joke is bad, you know? <laughs> no, I, you look, I grew up in an era and I was a little boy, but when Lenny Bruce came out on stage and started saying the things he said, I'm pretty much used to what anybody else is going to say from now on because I was so shocked by the, some of the stuff that he said. When he walked out on stage and first, the first thing he said was, you know, let's be honest, men. All of us have peed in the kitchen sink because the bathroom was just too far from the bed. <laughs> you know? And this is the like the 1950s, yeah. right? It was the late late 50s, early 60s. Yeah. 
But when he, he then said, I have a question for law enforcement in the United States of America. We're going to find a man who's homosexual, which is against the law in America, because it was back then against the law. They're homosexual, so what should we do with this perpetrator, this homosexual man who loves to have sex with other men? Let's put him in prison with other men. (laughs) I will never forget that. So, you know, to hear that as such a young kid, nothing has ever shocked me like that. I love Lenny Bruce and Kitty Bruce. I talk to her about once a year. She's about as good as it gets, too. But I think that's the... I think, once again, we need to see our comedians as trailblazers. They broke through new ideas, reinvented our society. Richard Pryor changed the way Americans think. There's no doubt about that. He did. And that's what comedians, for me, have always been. They've kind of been the, they see the future in a way, I guess, is is the best way to put it. You guys, you men and women are really, really good at that. I love it. I mean, I love doing it. It's, uh, it's provided me uh, a, a, an interesting life. Well, I suppose. It's better than, like, you know, working at Sears right now because it might be on the break. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, know, Sears, Kurt... is, Sears isn't maybe on the break. Sears is done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they got turned down, didn't they? The guy got turned down on his buyout. Yeah. They said, no, you can't do it. Yep. But I see Shopco's going under now, Sears going oh, under now. It's like, oh, my God. Finally, the place has sucked for years. <laughs> As a real what are you, shop a Walmart man? <laughs> I'm a Target guy. Oh, actually. okay. Yeah. It's just weird because I worked there good. forever and I hated working there. <laughs> you, oh, did you really? Yeah. Why? Because of the Dayton family? Thank you, man. No, this ought to get you in direct trouble. It'd be just wonderful. <laughs> I uh, call me out. I have never. I got to be honest with you. I've never liked anywhere I've ever worked. So is that unusual? I like Acme. I love working at Acme. Don't try to change <laughs> up your game now, pal. I'm sucking up to Lewis. I love Lewis Lee. As he's flicking his no, ashes I, on you and blowing smoke in your face. Well, it'll happen. A man can you know, smoke. Yes, he can. Going no, for that raise, you know. <laughs> it's a whole different setup, but I just, uh, you know, you, you do what you can do. Right. You mm-hmm. just you work within the environment you're given. Well, I think the biggest problem is, and, and maybe, Kurt, you see this in, in, in television and movie making and stand-up comedy and the rest of it. Corporate America is pretty much destroying this country with the way they treat people. I agree 100%. Seriously. It's just <laughs> terrible the way corporations treat people now. Well, don't you think, JB? Here's the reason why I'm laughing. Mm. I read an article, the last... Saving grace of millennials. It's supposed to be corporate America. <laughs> I know. Oh, yeah, I know. Because they're the ones who are going to tell them that your Pollyanna ideal of life doesn't float. Hmm. So, yeah. well, yeah. When they actually start working, working, yeah. And, the, you know, it's like, why isn't your report done? Talking to your parents. I'm not going to talk to your parents. I'm just going to fire you. Mm-hmm. You know? So that'll be an interesting clash because they do, corporate America does dump on people and whatnot. So maybe that's true, that it will be the savior of that generation because they're going to learn how to. They want jobs. Right, they want jobs. (laughs) But the other thing is they're going to have to learn how to deal with failure because a lot of them have not experienced it it at all. Mm, I'm sure that's true. Yeah, I'm sure that's absolutely true. But it's just like. Here's what I don't like. You go out, because uh, I do a lot of my own sales on the morning show and on this show, and I do a lot of promotion myself. But when I worked at Capitol Records, I was head of promotion for the you know, Midwest and did a lot of promotions there, did a lot of sales there, and did all the rest of it. So I do a lot of that. What I really like is, yeah, I just brought in this half-million-dollar account. Oh, really? God, that's phenomenal. Here, here's a bonus, a pencil sharpener. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, great. Thanks. <laughs> that's fabulous. So you get the money, I get a pencil. Well, Rodney Dangerfield said it best. Here's my agent. Two for me, one for you, three for me, one for you, four for me, one for you. <laughs> F the Jew, F the Jew, F the Jew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It was phenomenal. Uh, pretty much true, don't you think? My favorite Rodney Dangerfield joke is, uh, I don't like cocaine, I just like the way it smells. 
<laughs> well, possibility. <laughs> possibility there, you know, it all worked out in the end. I mean, that's, do you think, Kurt, that we, well, you know, I'm older than you, quite a bit older than you, but uh, maybe starting with my generation, the people, my, we grew up phenomenal as far as comedy is concerned. Stand-up comedy, you know, nightclub comedy, Johnny Carson show was obviously the big venue for it. Yeah. But our comedians in my life, from the very beginning to now, they've gotten so much better. They're really good at it. Instead of being goofy and silly and stupid, some really smart and sharp things were said. It just isn't it today one of the greatest, even though people are kind of crabby and they're offended by everything. <laughs> Comedy has gotten more brilliant by the day. I think it's the greatest time for comedy is right about now, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, it's and it's a lot to do with podcasts, honestly. It's just like yeah, everybody's... Yeah, that's true. No, that they true. understand comedy better. They know more comedians. And it's also just a, a platform for people, you know, who are could be anywhere to actually, like, get a following. So it's pretty cool. It's a good time. Yeah, it is a really good time. I love I love doing this. Uh, the fact you just get on and have these conversations because, you know, even though we take a couple of quick breaks, it's not like you know in radio our breaks are what six seven minutes long. That's a <laughs> yeah. long time. Yeah, you know. or, or twenty minutes. Twenty. Hey, listen, minutes. those pencil sharpeners aren't free. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's just been a couple of that. twenty minute breaks on on this show. So wow. well, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Boy, look at the time. I'd love to stay in schmooze, but uh, uh, gosh, I. Now, Kurt, always great. I'm really, really happy you came because it, it, it wasn't up on the dock, and I thought, I wonder why he's not coming in. Because I, I, I remember five years ago we had a ball talking. Yeah. A very intelligent conversation about comedy and what it's all about. So I appreciate you coming in, Thank Brandon. You. Get back to work. Thank you. Very oh, much. Yeah, <laughs> we'll do. <laughs> I had to take a shot at him on the way out. That was all there was yeah. to it. Well, this is the most <laughs> that I've heard him and Shy talk. True. Yeah. Ever. It's well, it's because I'm not there. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it's because I'm not there. Mm. Shy literally sits and stares at me the whole time and doesn't say a word. I think it's phenomenal. <laughs> Works for me. Yeah. But thank you very much for coming in. Again, tonight, tomorrow night, two shows, ladies and gentlemen. The 8 o'clock show tonight and tomorrow night is sold out. So if you want to go see Kurt, get your tickets now. Otherwise, it's going to be sold out, and you'll be out on your ass. So get it done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that works, doesn't it? Perfect. Thanks a lot. We'll talk to you later. Tom Thanks. Bernard. Later. 